1: Well a very good evening to you and welcome once again to the Mansfield Masters podcast week 12 of the podcast and we are here once again in the studio and we're delighted uh, to welcome back a face who's not been here for a couple of weeks Mark Plum is back very warm welcome back to you thank you enjoyed a little break yeah I loved it all your fault the results that have been happening because when you went away we were doing alright and then you went away and we've started plummeting so it's all your fault Uh, Cam (laughs) Felton is back uh, once again as well hello to you tweeting away on at MTFC Masters if you want to get involved with that and back for a hat-trick of podcast appearances. Simon <laughs> Mercer is with us. No Nathan this week because he's gone off on holiday. And check this out, boys. He's not invited us along. That is an absolute... I've uh, heard this just- story before.
2: Um, somebody else went on holiday and invited us. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely disgraceful <laughs> behaviour, isn't it? Uh, so over the
1: next hour, uh, obviously, um, Simon's in, in for Nathan. We've all moved seats. I basically just said sit where you want and that's it. So mm. technically tonight... Cam, you're Nathan, we're just judging, judging by the way, don't do that, we're judging by the way of, of how it's lined up before, you're Nathan, Mark, your Cam, Simon, your Mark, <laughs> uh, uh, and me. <laughs> Well, I'm just Life. me. Let's get on with things, shall we? Here <laughs> on the podcast uh, this evening. As always, we shall start uh, with the connection question, a random question loosely connected uh, to all things uh, Mansfield Town FC and their upcoming fixtures. So, bit of a difficult one tonight, boys. So you might need to get your thinking caps on. Bit of a double-ended question as well. So, because it's your first week back, Mark. Yeah. I thought I'd, you know go with the hard questions, is that alright? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad about that. Uh, let's start off then with today's connection question. Uh, during our title winning season in the conference, Newport proved to be our bogey side doing the double over us, but who was the Newport goalkeeper and what is his now connection between the two clubs? Do you think you know, Cam?
2: you think you know who yeah. it is? Who it is and what the connection is? I've got a, a name in my head but I don't We'll okay. find out later on. Mark, I'm you're... Not really sure.
1: Not sure, Simon, do you think you know? I think so. Okay I just dokey. need to remember
3: his
4: name.
1: Okie okay dokie. Well, we shall find out uh, later on uh, in the show at the end, if I remember to uh, to do that. Smiling, she misses, has just popped up and say hello, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can say hello if you want, it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I've made you blush on his first week <laughs> <it's> back, <brilliant. laughs> Cured it. Oh, dear. Uh, So, just to recap that connection question uh, again. During our title-winning season in the conference, Newport proved our bogey side doing the double over us. But who was the Newport goalkeeper? And what is his now connection uh, between the two clubs? Leave your comments uh, in the comments below. Or you can tweet us at mtfcmatters on Twitter. You may notice uh, us looking at two different cameras tonight. There is a reason for that. Because finally, we've discovered... Twitter live videos. So we're also on Facebook <laughs> and we're on Periscope as well. So if you're watching on Twitter, hello. If you're watching on Facebook, hello. Simple as that. Or if you're listening to the audio, where were you when it was live? That's all I'll say. Uh, let's start off with then. Uh, Mark obviously been away for a couple of weeks, Yeah. but being the avid Stags fan that you are, no doubt you've been glued to your phone yeah. where you've had a signal yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> at sea. What have you made uh, of everything then that's been going off over the last uh, a couple of weeks you, let's just get the games right that you missed first and foremost Notts County, County and the Colchester and, and Colchester yeah what have you made of, of the two then obviously it must be been good to miss Notts County first and foremost
4: yeah of course it's a local derby but you know fantastic to get their three points but you know like we said before you know when it comes to local derby form goes out the window fantastic performance I heard as well so and then you know you're thinking let's continue that momentum into Colchester and then we
1: disappointing game so you know really frustrated yeah certainly so and uh, obviously then we've we, you know if I was you you've obviously been away somewhere nice somewhere hot I, p- I presume yeah Spain and Portugal yeah. so you, you've been in Spain and Portugal had this nice weather you've been around all the football yeah. museums and what have you and the one <laughs> thing you want to cure your holiday blues when you've been away is to come back and see the boys get three points and then four minutes in Swindon score what yeah. was <laughs> going through you mind? <laughs> <it>? oh, <laughs> I was like I we'll I'll
4: come back to it. you know this is a different team surely you know <laughs> But, yeah, a disappointing game, wasn't it? There just didn't seem any effort, no passion, or just disappointing game to come back to, with,
1: honestly Yeah, very, very shocking dis- Very, very disappointing. And uh, let's stay with with the Swindon game before we move on, on to Barnet to start off with. Cam, obviously, you know, we'd been to Colchester, we'd said on the podcast in midweek last Thursday night that Mansfield needed a response and one thing they did was went and conceded after four minutes and from there on in, I think you
2: messaged me after the goal went in saying, you know, it's going to be a long afternoon and it was. Yeah, I think it's just same old Mansfield, I think, and I think this is something that's been a repetition over the last few seasons. We go down 1-0 down early and a head drop. Yeah. and we yeah. don't get back into the game and there's been the odd game where we have picked it up but there's not been enough in what I think we need to take it in a stride if we concede early get one back possibly in the first half if we can just fight back if we get a draw yeah. we get a draw and I'd have been happy with a draw against Swindon after that first five minutes but yet again no, cops so. can't defend nice. corners Um <laughs> <Carry on. laughs> video section <laughs> Um, but it, it's just we need to hit back we need to get goals and um, at the minute that's what we're lacking it's like what we were saying last week we
3: ain't got a leader on pitch that can no. take the game by the scruff of the neck and say come on boys you know let's let's get in amongst them because that's what we didn't do on Saturday against Swindon we didn't get in amongst them and um, I think I don't know what you guys think but I think that would be one of Swindon's easiest games they'll have all season.
1: I mean, to be fair, I, they literally went home, didn't they? They probably put their feet up at half time because it was already job done. They knew mm-hmm. we wasn't going to look like you know, getting back in the game,
2: so it's it absolutely killed it, didn't they? So Fantastic. Had we uh, got a goal back in the first half, I think the game would have been completely different for the second half. But it, we just let his heads drop and conceding on the stroke of half time. We just need to. Yeah, again, we can't. We can't defend set pieces. We can't defend crosses at the minute. It's just basic things that we should be able to do that we're not doing. And hopefully, we could. We've turned it around in training this week, trying to get some drills done properly. Hopefully, we can get it working against Newport, a very physical side. And well, we'll have to wait and see. The most frustrating thing for me
1: Saturday was, you know, when you get and make a new friend. And you you want to become pally with him and things like that. Maybe maybe a work colleague you'll get this later in, in your life. Can when you if you do make friends and get a job actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Says on Saturday, making a podcast. It's, it,
1: you know it's all so good fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you get you get a, you get a, a new mate and you invite him round ra- 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 to your house for, for for dinner and maybe he's you know he's got nowhere to stop. Maybe he's you know he's, he's, he's commuting so you offer him a bed for a couple of nights before you know it he's moved in he's redecorated your living room yeah. he's brought some new furniture and then you, you've popped home and you've caught him in bed with your missus that's exactly what Swindon did to us on, on Saturday isn't it it was a disgrace yeah it's made down in Dard didn't we there was nothing there you know and there was, like you say he's just game they played all season uh, and that's oh. got to be the frustrating thing but then we went on to Barnet midweek mm-hmm. now what do we make of that in the grand scheme of things we should be winning at Barnet shouldn't we yeah. but was a point a good point or
2: a bad point what do you think I think as a general if I'd have said we're going to go and get a draw at Barnet I'd be like great we've just lost has been shown up massively by Swindon a team that we should have beat again so Barnet's never an easy place to go we've always even though we've won there in the past two visits it's never been an easy game but I think it's just back to the thing that's got us all season is closing the game out eight goals we've conceded this season it's not good enough from these positions we need to be either getting another goal to secure our place or you need to be defending a bit more
1: very very frustrating yeah. indeed let us know your thoughts
2: uh, in the comments if
1: you're watching on Facebook at the minute facebook.com forward slash MTFC matters uh, if you want to catch it again uh, of course in the future if you listen to the audio version uh, of, the, uh, of this uh, if you're on Twitter or you want to tweet us you can do so we are at MTFC matters on there we want your thoughts on the system change we're going to talk about this now boys obviously because we went from Swindon where and all season played at a flat four four. four four two and it was been clear probably for the last two three weeks or so that four four two had not been working. I've said it a number of times, I've written about it a number of times in articles, crying out to just to change it to a three four one two or a three five two depending on what your preference is. They did that on Tuesday night at Barnet. They went three four one two slash three five two depending on your preference. For me it was a 3-4-1-2 with uh, McDonald just off the shoulder of, of the front two of Hemmings and Danny Rose and for me I think we looked alright it took it took us probably and this is why I'm, I'm, I'm not I think pleased is probably too strong a word but I'll accept a draw yeah. purely because it took us probably half an hour or so to settle into that new system yeah. which you know we'd not pretty much played too much of yeah. but then we nicked a goal and the one the one thing that let us down was obviously we didn't see the game out and Evans I think he's got a portion some blame here it was clear that we were knackered after an hour 70 minutes Mm -hmm. didn't bring fresh legs on and when he did they'd scored so that killed it for me but to go back to my point we played in this this 3-4-1-2 and it opens itself to a counter-attacking formation and if you look back on the video we created so many counter-attacking opportunities we looked like we were going to score and if you add him there we'll talk about this a little bit more later on as well the creativity of Byron, Potter, players like that, then you are going to create more and more chances and finally they're going to drop. But for me, I think we did look a little bit more better as a team. And the question I want to ask to you on the panel and to you guys watching on the live stream as well, leave your comments uh, below uh, in, in the comments if you want uh, as well, is it's a system change. We've gone three-four-one-two. Should we stick with that as we go to Newport, or should we revert back to four-four-two? For me,
2: it should stay as a three. I'll start with you, Cam. Yeah, it, it seemed effective on Tuesday night. Yeah, fair enough, they were running, running us all over the place. But Barnet have spent well this summer and brought in players that have got legs on them. But I think it, it's been a massive improvement, especially from the Colchester game because they ran us all over the pitch for mm. the full ninety minutes. Swindon did it, and it was very fortunate that Danny Rose got a goal at the end. But uh, it was just that I think that was the only real positive out of the Swindon game. So to then change it up at Barnet and go for that system and fair enough, you've not got as many defenders, or you've got your wing backs doing more of a midfield role. I think t- late, later towards the game, could you have gone back into four four two? trying to close the game out where you've got four defenders that can mm. sit at the back that's what he probably should have clo- done I mean, and close
1: the game out you look at obviously halfway through the game Murphy knew he was arguably one of the best defenders on the night although yeah. I felt Digby had a Quality game. We'll come on to him separately in a, in a little while. I know we, me and you, it's might do It's one of those things. Uh, do you want to swap seats yeah. so you can play mediator, yeah. Martin? You might need that. We, don't, we didn't see I two I on Digby last week, but uh, <laughs> uh, to say the least. Um, but uh, I don't know why I invited you back on. To be honest, <laughs> but there you go. Um, last resort. Well, there you go. That's, <laughs> that's it. Um, no, in all seriousness, though, I think you know Murphy got injured. He was he looked one of the best defenders. We brought Bennett on he does play well in the centre half position for me I think we should have probably dropped into a four a back four with Digby just sat in front and and just playing in that interceptor role which he's he's so good at but it's little things isn't it but three at the back Newport Saturday yes or no Mark well, like I say, if it was effective at Barnet, you know, why not try it again?
4: I mean, you know what they safest? if it's not broke, don't fix it, so why not? But you're always going to get a bit exposed with three the back, but, you know, this is when you rely on your midfielders as well to work hard, so, you know, I not see why not.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, it might be a little bit of a different answer from, from you. <laughs> from included in that back three is a certain Paul Digby, so would oh, you, would you, no. do you want to go for it, or yeah. uh, would you like to see him out of the side and back to 4 Well, to be fair, we were just talking before we started, and.
3: I did actually say to these guys you know, I do hope that Digby has a blinding game, one game and proves me wrong and then he kicks on from there but for me, personally I've not seen him have that game yet so if and I didn't see the Barnett match so if he he was playing well against Barnett in a 3-4, 3-5, whatever it is um, depending on your preference depending on (laughs) your preference um, then why not keep him in? Yeah, so and then, and then because he's not got like we were saying the other week, he's young, he's not got the experience. If he's starting to tire, like you say, revert it to four four two, and get our older head on, and um, you know, just to shore up that defence. And if we are winning, it gives us that extra man at the back as well.
1: Certainly, so let us know your thoughts in the comments facebook.com forward slash MCFC matters, or you can tweet us at MCFC matters as well. We want your thoughts on Paul Digby, please. Should he be in the side? Do you agree with me? Or should he not be in the side? Do you agree uh, with Simon? We'll find out. But first and foremost, we have got a very special announcement to make here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. It's with great sadness uh, that we have to announce uh, the loss of uh, Nathan Edge to the panel. Uh, he won't be rejoining us in, in, re- <laughs> in, in upcoming weeks, unfortunately. Um, it's a bit of a tough decision and one we, we've taken, not taken very, very lightly. But uh, unfortunately... His latest comment has tipped us over the edge. He says, Hi lads, watching from poolside in 30 degrees sunshine. How's the weather there? It's raining and you're not returning to this panel. Simon, would you like a, a, a slot on, on the panel week in, week out? Sorry, Nathan. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> what's your thoughts on Paul Digby? Uh, he's brilliant he's in Nathan that's it Nathan <laughs> <laughs> that is it you are you are no only Jake, my friend enjoy uh, the rest of your holiday and don't forget to bring us back presents on that subject Mark you've just been away for two weeks yeah he hasn't done it has he yeah. where's the gifts <laughs> he hasn't
4: <laughs> nah no, that has been something little you know
1: <laughs> you're replacing
4: him
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nathan
1: you're back in no, Nathan you're back in in two weeks time. <laughs> nobody nobody's pa- placed on this planet safe except mine hmm. uh, moving uh, on you, oh my
2: that side uh, I tried to put my hand up but I realised yeah. the camera went there oh, well, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. you know people, if on. people listen to this and they've got no idea what you've just done yeah, uh, you've got to yeah, both, play, play to both audiences here that's ridiculous <laughs> uh, moving on obviously um, let's talk about some positives uh, from the game at Barnet um, and something you predicted first and foremost uh, can you just pick for me uh Seven numbers between uh, 0 and 52.
3: <laughs> I'm good, but I'm not like it.
1: <laughs> Kane, uh, Kane Hemmings, first goal in a Mansfield shirt. You predicted it. Obviously, he mm. predicted a Mansfield win as well. Did, but yeah. you can't get everything right, obviously. No, no. But, uh, in all seriousness, though, it, it's good to see him get on the score sheet. And maybe, who knows, it might just give him that boost he needs. I think it uh,
3: might be a little bit of a weight lifted off his shoulders, to be honest. Um, because in previous games... I think he's been trying a little bit too hard, to be honest, for me. And, you know, he, he, he tracks back, he, you know, he, he does everything right. The only thing that he hasn't done, is put the ball at net. But that's changed against Barnett this week. So let's hope that he kicks on from there and we get to see the best of Keane Emmons and a few goals. And it'd be nice to have, you know, somebody who can score goals, but then, like, we could take, take him off or take one of the strikers off and bring another striker on that can also put ball in net as well whether it be Danny Rose or well you're not going to take Danny Rose off or put him on the bench anyway so like Lee Angle or somebody like that to come on and you know after 80 70 minutes 85 minutes or whatever you know the defenders have got to deal with somebody like Lee Angle after putting up with Kane Emmings for so much of the game
1: and having that boost mark, obviously, yeah. you know, it, it can only add to, to our firing because we have been struggling for goals and that's been the problem. Yeah, I do his confidence a lot of good, you know, I mean he's, like I say he has tried a lot really
4: hard and but you know, you can see one goal, hopefully that will open up a load of goals to come and you know, he's got a lot to prove but he'll know that, you know, he's been working hard in training and you know, he's got good players around him so you know, more games he'll get I'm sure he'll You know, we'll get more goals. And
1: players can just breathe confidence, and with confidence comes more improved performances, more improved Mm. performances
2: come goals. So it's win win, isn't it? Yeah, I think. I can't say that Kane Hemmings has had a bad spell at Mansfield so far he's just uh, he's been lacking goals and I think that's down to do you think sorry to cut you off but do you you think I'm
1: not really but (laughs) but uh, do you think obviously he's got this record of scoring obviously in Scotland and, and the previous clubs and things like that do you think that perhaps hampered him a little bit because Every football fan does it. it is, don't they? You, find, you sign a player. You go on Wikipedia. You see the goal record, and you think, right then, we're going to get some goals here. Yeah, and then got, mm, all of a sudden, a you can't hear about with, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it. you know, you
2: can't You look at the standard of football. I'm not saying against Scottish football because it's Scottish football is great to watch, but you look at the standard in Scottish Premiership, and you'd probably say the standard's only like League 1 standard you'd think mm. Mm. other than yeah, like Ra- other, than than, other than Rangers or Celtic put it Celtic. this way Alex Fisher couldn't hit a bond over with a machine gun when he
1: was playing for us and yet he's banging a million in Scotland so that screams conference north to me but there you go
2: <laughs> but yeah you look It's. I think it was down to a confidence thing with Hemmings and I think now that he has got his goal I think that he might be able to push on a bit more he's got a head for Trying to find the goals now because before he was trying to be too fancy with it. a Couple of chances against Knox County, trying to take them first time and just completely fluffing them. Same at um, at Colchester as well. But I think if if he can keep his head, then I think he can get. A, I think he might score Saturday. I think just the confidence that he got from scoring at Barnet and just the look of delight that he had on his face when he did score. You look at the videos or the photos, and all the team were ecstatic. And I think if we can take that confidence from getting that goal into Saturday's game, I think that it could get a goal, possibly.
1: And those signs of togetherness, you know, th- there's been question marks over that. But as you say, Cam, looking at the photos and what have you, yeah. you know, it, you've probably looked at them yourself, yeah. yeah. It does seem that they are together now, and it does seem that yeah. they want to get out of this. I think the one thing they need to do, though, for me, as yeah. we'll talk about it a little bit more later on as well, is just get that. Last sort of that late equaliser out of the mind. Yeah. Start again and just make sure they see uh, a game through. Keep your comments coming in on Facebook and on Twitter. Facebook dot com forward slash MTFC Matters. Mm-hmm. You can tweet us at MTFC Matters uh, as well on the subject of Digby. We'll go into this a little bit more later on. Uh, Shelley says, Craig Simon and I have had many discussion on Digby. I've not seen a great game from him, uh, but running the side would help his confidence. Uh, uh, rather than be a yo-yo player I'll give my reasons for Digby in a bit I will give a well drawn out argument as well but uh, (laughs) it does seem that everybody's against me uh, as as well Uh, Michael says I feel teams have worked us out uh, but it is frustrating And Nathan says What's the problem right now? Does Evans not know his best 11, like some say, or is it more a question of what formation we play, the tactics or the player mentality forward slash attitude? Well, who wants to take that one? Let's start with Nathan's comment first. Is it a question over not knowing his best 11 or has he been hampered perhaps by by some of the injuries? We talk a lot about a leader and the man who is supposedly the captain
2: was crocked after three games in the Diamond mm. I think it's interesting because I think we are lacking that leader figure at the minute and fair enough that whenever Paul Anderson is in the team he tries to do that and same with Christian Pierce. I just think that bring back someone like Diamond or when Potter's fit uh, not Potter when Byron. Byron's fit again someone that's got the experience a bit more because fair enough Byron's only young but he's also got the experience at this level as well he's helped obviously um, Northampton out of this league as well before so I think with the experience he's got I think he might be able to lead the team forward when he comes back from fitness and I think that's what we've been missing since he's gone
4: Mark, mm. what do you, do you make of that? Yeah, something about like that. I mean, creativity, we've, we've not really had much of that recently. But, I mean, it goes on about the injuries. Yeah, we have got injuries to key players. But you look at the bench, you know what I mean? The players that can come off it and make a difference. And that's the whole
1: idea of getting a big squad. So, I think we can, you know, rotate with the plenty of players we've got. But with that, Simon, obviously, we might have the players on the bench to come and make an impact. But he's got to make, make the changes. He, he that seems yeah.
3: to make subs to me. That's, that's it. And... You you see players coming in and they'll have one game and then they're out again and that to me is not you know they make one mistake and that's it they're out you know uh, he, he should be you know uh, no I'm not saying that he should pamper them but like he should have a bit of an arm around them and like you know it, we we you know we we it's see management it. thing is yeah it? we we see it and he berates them when he's when they make a mistake instead of like you know come on keep your head up sort of thing he'd rather attack them and it's kind of a bullying situation for me and I don't see it work it works sort of thing I'd, I'd rather you know there, there should be somebody there that you know because Paul Rainer, he he's the same sort of thing and you see it because we we sit quite close don't we yeah, yeah. and the times that he'll t- turn rad, and then like yeah. it'll be like he'll it, have a go at the players on the bench. And to me, if I was a player on the bench, I don't know about you, Mark. If he was sat there and he's having a go at them, I, and I'm like saying to me to warm up, I'd be like, oh, "Well, I'm not going to have your stick. If I- Put
4: yourself in that situation, Mark. What, what would you be like? Yeah, think of anything. It would just motivate me personally. You know, if someone was doing that, I want to prove I'm wrong personally.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, I suppose there is that I guess it character, a bit I think okay. what your point is, Simon, is is that whilst we have signed some experienced players, we have got some younger players as well and I think the players who are on the bench are the more younger younger yeah. heads. Mm-hmm. Like your C.J. Armortons and things like that. I mean
3: all credit, Steve Evans could have got rid of C. J. Almorton at the beginning of the season, but um he sees something in him. And and he's seen something in Danny Rose which touch ward that's starting to come out in Danny.
1: Oh, there's no doubt that Danny Rose is a completely different player since Steve Evans has come in. Completely. If you're gonna put if you know if you're gonna yeah.
2: praise Steve Evans for anything, it's the effect he's had on Danny Rose. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: But
2: I think, for, sorry yeah, go. On. So I was picking up on the Danny Rose thing, you look at when he first came in, I think it was Yeovil last year, obviously getting sent off after about twenty minutes, yeah. it into tackles. And I think that was down to he was not getting much game time, he wasn't adapting well to football league and it was them sort of things that cost him a lot of time and since Evans has come in, obviously he's scored a lot more and I think this season he's going to be our main striker and I think that he, Danny Rose is very pampered by Evans. He's never never been very critical of him. He's always been very supportive. Read the press today. He what? absolutely slaughtered Danny Rose after the game at Barnet.
1: Wow. Yeah. really. No, Danny I've Rose wasn't that. good enough, isn't good enough and he, he told him that and he's come out today and said exactly the same but he's gone hey but Danny knows that I think that
2: so I, I, that's interesting cause whether it's trying to get Danny to off his game or whether it's just to name and shame it's, he, you see Evans does that a lot he names
3: and shames a lot
2: and again I don't I
3: think I agree with that I don't
1: agree with it you know I, means, isn't going,
3: going back to the game on Saturday he blamed the first goal on Alex McDonald yeah it, it may have been a foul but they've still got to put ball in box and yeah and they've yeah. still got to defend it and edit out exactly. so how is it all Alex McDonald's fault
1: yeah, it pinpoints to him because he committed the foul. But then, if you commit the foul, you've got to get up and get on with that, I mean, you've, yeah. you've got, and all players have got to yeah. do the jobs. You've got to be adapted to that situation. yeah. Good right? <laughs> yeah there's some mm. blame in there to put on him, but he's yeah. not it shouldn't all go on his shoulders Complete, no. and completely. And it wasn't really agree.
3: a foul anyway. I don't think.
1: <laughs> completely agree. Uh, Jody says Danny Rose is top class. Don't agree with Evans uh, about Danny Rose. That's what he said. But I think that's for Evans. You know, that, to pick up on that point, actually. Go back to the when he dropped him before the Lincoln game. He had two or three games out of the side on the bench and that wound Danny Rose up a bit. And then Evans has put his arm around him and said, you're going to go and score today. I'm going to bring you on. Get your run right up. I'm going to bring you on. I'm not going to do the action. I'm going to bring you on and you're going to go and score today. Thank God for that. Shut up. You're going to go and score today. And lo and behold, he did. So maybe there's a little bit of coyness there from Evans with this. We shall see. Uh, the mm. proof will be in the pudding uh, tomorrow. I want to go back to Michael's comment earlier. I've just lost it on the uh, the live feed for some reason. Uh, it's because it's, it's scrolled down a little bit too far. But uh, Michael said uh, about um, have teams susters out before they Come here, and I think in recent weeks, I probably think that's been the case. I mean, yeah. you watch us against Colchester, you watch us against Cheltenham, set pieces we don't tend to deal well with. And when a team scores first, our heads drop. A team susters out?
2: Possibly, yeah. Um, I, think, I think, yeah, they have, but I think the way that Evans set up on Tuesday night has changed and I think that's what I'll caught barn off guard fair enough they were running us all over the pitch but they couldn't score and I think that was the key thing to be honest Na- Nathan you're off completely now completely gone completely gone <laughs> that's, that's That's the first one was
1: a booking this one's a second yellow mate uh, <laughs> he's just put in the comments uh, sorry one second just get another cocktail well we've all had a nice cup of tea so you know <laughs> There, there you go and we had biscuits We didn't But he doesn't know that <laughs> <laughs> not midget Jen, <gens>, we <laughs> Well there you go Get not branding not, away Not, not yeah. sure yeah, they, they might give us Some free ones You've not shared them uh, The other comment From Nathan uh, <laughs> Said as well uh, Is having a leader Enough to start Winning games uh, the, the problem is It's not having a leader It's having a Defined leader mm. it's, it's too many cooks yeah. In the kitchen yeah. again yes. Isn't it yeah, yeah Most
3: definitely Certainly Just yeah. needs somebody That just needs a level head Just to uh, You know just to say come on boys this you know the, there's like 2,000 fans wanting them to do well and not one player on that pitch on Saturday that I saw after we went 1-0 down you know looked round and kind of thought we've got to do this for them even when we went 3-0 down I know there's no you know there's, sometimes there's no coming back but at 2-0 where is it 2-0 when Leandro had that shot
1: yeah probably you yeah.
3: see that had made it 2-1 you know it might have been a different game after that if Lee Angle had a put that ball in well, we I'm not blaming spell, Lee we
1: had that spell didn't we after the first one went in where we played nice football for about five minutes we knocked it around we had chances but then we didn't get anything and we just dropped straight away yeah. what you needed there is, is that player to grab hold of the scruff and, and say come on boys yeah. keep she, playing like this and we're going to get it, it yeah. and believe in it but it, yeah. just, it just didn't happen
3: it were like we tried we uffed and puffed and it were like we're not getting nothing so that's it we might as well give up and that's not what we want to see really I do to...
1: I've just seen a, a, a comment come through on the, uh, on the on the Periscope feed but I've lost it because it, it faded away before I could uh, read it so if you just tweeted us on the Periscope feed I do apologise but I missed it before I could read it I do, I do apologise tweet us at MTFC Matters uh, as well uh, to, Another question from Jody says, all I want to know is why the players are not jelly. We'll come to that very, very shortly, but we're about half an hour in, so we're going to take a break from talking about uh, the here and now and move yeah. to, to one of the usual features and go uh, back to the past uh, for a little while. But whilst we do that, keep getting your comments in, keep getting your questions in and your points in. We'll talk about those as the, the night goes on. And weighing on the great debate, me versus Simon... <laughs> Paul Digby is the topic, there could be blood spilt by the end of this this, uh, podcast, so uh, there you go. Uh, Get your thoughts in on Paul Digby and we shall uh, discuss those uh, later on in the show, but first, time uh, for the Ultimate Eleven this week. We are looking for a central midfielder, if you don't know about the Ultimate Eleven, it's the feature which is that great, a local newspaper decided to borrow it and do their own version of it, don't blame me whatsoever. I'm sending you the bill son I'm sending you the bill Uh, where we pick players we pick a player from uh, a certain position from our past and our history watching the game Uh, and because we all sort of kind of young people and and youngsters with the exception of Simon before this is before (laughs) you started joining the panel my friend Um, we obviously used to pick players who were post-naughties so we've sort of kind of renamed it the post noughties ultimate level but if you want to throw a player in there from pre noughties do feel free we're looking for a central midfielder I'm going to start with the returnee. <laughs> Mark, give me a name. Adam Murray. Simon, give me a name. <laughs> Craig Diesley. I'm going to go for Neil McKenzie. Come give me a name. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh,
2: that's a tough one, now. Nah. You were going to say Neil, but you were going to nick it just because I wasn't, of me, was you? I
1: wasn't. You were, going to go, were you going to go Murray?
2: Uh, no, I'm going to go
1: for Jamie Maguire. Okay, interesting ones. All good players, which... Uh, Obviously, quite recent, so we're preparing ourselves for the for the stick again. Uh, besides <laughs> for mine and yours, mine and yours are a little bit further back. But yeah. uh, uh, Cam, you've gone for for Jamie Maguire. I'm not going to do the uh, impression. Uh, Mark, you've gone for for the Dog. Simon, you've gone for Craig Disley, and I've gone uh, for course, uh, Neil uh, McKenzie. This is the part where we get one minute each to uh, bid for your votes. We put the video of, of the bids on uh, on YouTube and on Twitter later in the week as well for you to to have a vote. Um, Mark, I think it's only fair you're the you're the yeah. the one who's, who's <laughs> returned. Uh, you're the, the you've not been here for a few weeks, and yeah. you're the person with the most players. In the ultimate eleven so far, aren't you? Yeah. You and it's you and Nathan who's got the choices. So this week, it could one. go back back to you. I don't think it will have to my play, but I'm just just saying that uh, as well. Uh, good evening to, to Paul as well. Hi guys, just tuned in. Welcome to the show. If you missed any of it, don't worry. You can watch it again later on or download the audio. We're just about to start the ultimate eleven for this week. So Mark, you've got one minute to make your play uh, for Adam Murray. Yep. Okay. Are you ready? Brilliant. Okay, in three, two, one, go.
4: Adam Murray, you know Mansfield legend. You know, gave it his all every game. A leader, captain on the pitch. Okay, a manager spell didn't work out. I think the way he would hope, but you know, you knew what you got from him—the passion, enthusiasm. You know, gave it his all every game, as, both as a player and manager. You know, just a fantastic influence around the club and. You know, is a player that I think you know we're kind of missing scenario if you like, really. Like we spoke about earlier, a leader, you know, and best slot through in his future career. You know, always been an time time and
1: Adam Murray. Oh, there you go. He's only gone half a minute. It's not bad. Um, yeah, nice impassioned play. Mm. Good Well, I'll, you, I'll give him my reasons for. It. I'd, 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 to be honest, if I was picking a player other than Mackenzie, I think I'd probably go Murray as well. Yeah, me There's too. a reason for that. But <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. not gonna say. I'm not gonna say why because then it would add to your play. And obviously, I don't want you to get another player in the eleven. Yeah, yeah. I want yeah. my player in there. Yeah, I for I <laughs> uh, so yeah. there you go. Uh, Cam. I'm going to come to you in a minute, uh, Simon, <laughs> Simon. You are going a little bit further back. Uh, oh dear! With Craig Disley now, yeah. Craig Disley obviously, you know, came through the, the ranks, everything, and obviously scored that goal at Chesterfield. Became a little bit of a, a, a thorn in our side when he moved to Bristol Rovers, and was a little bit disliked by some. So you've got a bit of a job on, on your hands here, uh, haven't you? Oh
3: well, yeah. Okay.
1: Let, <laughs> let's see what you can do. Uh, Simon's choice is Craig Disley and your minute starts now Craig Disley um, he, he
3: born and bred Mansfield he came through the ranks um, he was in the promotion winning side with players like Chris Greenacre and Lee Williamson and Wayne Corden um, he scored quite a few vital goals for us as I remember in that season uh, particularly one against York I think um, in the last minute or so um, tough tackler um, local lad like to say god um, oh, this is difficult uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't have to use the full minute you can just stop it's fine just it, yeah just um, brilliant you know what he did in midfield and um, vote Greg Beasley
1: there, yeah there you go fine Cam your turn you are if you've just joined us by the way this is the Months for Matters podcast the show for the fans By the fans and the only show on the internet, on the radio, on your TV, on your windscreens, wherever you want. Uh, That is 100% dedicated to Mansfield Town FC. Probably. Uh, (laughs) This is the Ultimate 11. We're in the middle of it. So far, Mark has given his uh, plea to get Adam Murray into the Ultimate 11. You've just heard uh, Simon give his plea for Craig Disley. Cam, your choice is the Scouse Man. Mr Mansfield Town. The man who's moved to the back room. The man who... I love to impersonate. And he's just a legend. So do us proud. Jamie Maguire, one minute starts now.
2: Right, so Jamie Maguire, hard tackler. Like Craig said, Mr Mansfield Town. Stepping back and taking on a academy role. So not only has he influenced the Stags as a, a player himself, but also influencing the, the players that are coming through our academy systems and the academy in the future as well. So... Yeah, I can't really say much. It was just a hard tackler to be honest. He, he was. He when Adam Murray took um, took his place on the bench and became manager. Uh, Jamie Maguire took on the uh, the cap. Uh, well, more of the captain's role as such. He pretty much bossed the midfield and just got stuck in where it was needed and uh, drew out tackles when they needed to and just really got stuck into the game and lived and breathed Mansfield Town oh 57 seconds not bad so
1: that's completely James Maguire you got your stopwatch ready so you can time me or are you yeah, trusting me to do it myself or tweeting, but yeah. Well, well, yeah it's fine you can use this stopwatch if no, you want fine uh, I'm, on it, I'm on it I'm on it yeah so come on, yeah. Come on. Uh, if you just joined us that was Cam's plea for James Maguire uh, my player uh, is Neil McKenzie okay so um, Cam over to you I'll let you do your little one bit of presenting Please.
2: thank you very much Uh three
1: Two, one, go. Many people will notice my social media handle being Craig Priest 14 Now, there is a reason for that. Obviously, my birthday is not on the 14th. It's on the 18th. And 14 has no real significance to me, except for the fact that when I first started going to watch Mansfield Town, I didn't really understand football. I didn't really get it. But I only went because at school I had a tough time and was bullied quite a lot. But football was a bit of a saving grace. I always wanted to be a goalkeeper. I always wanted to be... Kevin Pilkington but when I came to getting my first football shirt they didn't sell the goalie top so I couldn't have one so it was the question was asked here's an away here's a home and away top who do you want on the back of it I watched the game and Neil McKenzie blasted one in and every time I watched him he always tackled tough he always had a shot in his locker and he always gave his all for Mansfield Town he was that box to box midfielder the one who you could always rely on to smash a volley in from a corner Neil McKenzie has influenced me quite a lot and he was the first professional football on countdown yeah, Neil McKenzie what do you reckon just just what, what, what were we saying no I'll go for that that's 1 minute point eight four. that's fine yeah. uh, so there's uh, your choices really uh, mine for Neil McKenzie Simon's for Craig Disley uh, Mark's for Adam Murray and Cam's for Jane Maguire we will put the vote on Twitter later on in the week obviously
2: you should vote for, for Neil McKenzie clearly did Neil uh, McKenzie right. race a great <coughs> at some point or is that somebody else
1: somebody else Neil McKenzie was the first ever professional footballer know. to be on Countdown
0: mm.
1: so on, on the actual Countdown before it changed to like 8 out of 10 Cats was Countdown and anybody <laughs> his dad can get on there but <laughs> yeah well that's yeah. funny well yeah great. but he was the first ever professional footballer to be on Countdown and it was a shame wow. when uh, he got shipped out on but anyway uh, let's uh, move on you ready for this? Ready for what? It's been coming. What? It, it's Digby time. Oh, is it? It's Digby time. First and foremost, I'm surprised you didn't put him
3: in as yet.
1: No, because the rules, <laughs> the rules of the game, the rules of the game state it can't be a current player. It has to be somebody in right. uh, from the past. Now, before we start, I want to, um, I want to get people's views on what they make. Uh, Digby and whose side they're on so I'm I'm guessing Simon you are going to go against you're arguing against at the minute yes okay I'm obviously arguing for Mark don't worry about getting an invite to his wedding because that's going to happen because it's your sister so don't worry about that (laughs) Don't worry about him getting, don't worry about a lift home, I'll take the aim that's fine don't <laughs> It worry just about depends him, whether
3: you're on top table mark or Don't worry about work. that don't listen to him
1: that's just sledging don't listen to him don't let him influence your choice yeah. whatsoever I mean we've known each other for probably a couple of months now and I think yeah. we're fairly good friends so yeah. are, you, are you for or are you against Paul Digby? <laughs> don't start nudging into him I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of them Don't um, yeah. the sell the fence either. are you for or against oh. Digby?
4: I'm to have to say it again. So I've been oh,
1: for goodness', goodness sake! You, yeah. <laughs> you're off next week, Nathan. You're my saviour. You're You're gonna, no. gonna go to me again. I'm
2: gonna go. No, on I'm, not. I'm gonna go with him oh, because I think Team Ginger sticks together. It's all good fun, as per usual. But I think it's <sighs> down to the lack of experience. I think he's got. Give him the game time, and he he will become a good player. I thought he was a good player through pre-season he looked fantastic first few games he looked good as well but I think it's just getting more game time under his wing and just adapting to League 2 football more than anything they're uh, right
1: so. let's have it right uh, in the comments if you want to get involved with, with this uh, as well uh, your thoughts on Paul Digby pro Paul Digby like me and Cam or against him like uh, Simon and Mark who That's to that. be honest is just about to peer pressure a little bit hasn't he fair. <laughs> bullying bullying <laughs> Moon's about to I see run. the moon. Mentioned about Steve Evans bullying the players and that he's (laughs) bullying his future brother-in-law. It's an absolute tragedy. Uh, Let us know your thoughts uh, on that, and we'll come to Paul's comment uh, in the comments as well uh, after we've talked about Paul Digging down. For me, Cam mentioned it there. He signed in in the summer. Obviously, a young player, experienced in the championship, that sort of thing. But he was predominantly a player who was a central defender. Sometimes played right back and. I think he lost his way a little bit. And Steve Owen saw something in him and brought it in. Um, he you know, he, he, he was one of the players who, a little bit like Danny Rose really, who had to put his arm around and try and change. And in pre-season, he looked one of the best signings. I don't think anyone can argue with that. And I think, before I go on, just give me your reason...
3: Why you're you're against him? Why I'm against him? My reasons why I'm against him is the games that I've seen him play. Yes, like we said in previous games, he does break up play, but as soon as he's got the ball, he loses it to the opposition.
1: All right, I'll come back to that in a second. Mark, why, other than peer pressure, do you agree? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I, don't... Uh, more of the same really,
4: just the games I've seen him play. Um yeah, okay, it's an interceptor like we spoke about in previous blogs and podcasts, but I don't know, I just feel as though he should probably, you know, get more involved in the game personally.
3: He doesn't use the ball well enough when he's got it.
1: Counter argument, it's not his job. When he's got the ball It's not his surely job. Surely it <laughs> should be. It's not his job. And I'll tell you for what I'll tell you, I'll tell you for why. He was brought in, and in pre-season, and this is the big, big thing, and what not a lot of people have noticed. This we didn't play in pre-season four four two. We didn't play a flat four four two. We played four one three two. With Digby sat in front of the back four as a sweeper and as a holding as an advanced centre back, yeah. almost like a advanced ball playing centre back, if you like. And his job was to sit in front of that back four, and anything that came across, sweep across and get rid. Try and knock it to a man. If he could and get Mansfield playing, but it wasn't his job to try and get his foot on the ball and do a Maguire or do a Murray and ping 30, 40, 40 yard passes. It was his job to come in and just completely clean up. And the reason he did so well and the reason that a lot of people sort of rated him in pre season was because he sat in that deeper defensive Midfield role. Mm. When he got dropped from the side and we came back in, we would changed from that four one three two formation. we had gone to a flat four four two, where he's playing a little bit more advanced. He's playing more box to box, and then yes, it is a central midfielder's job to play passes and to try and play it across the pitch. Mm. But he never played in that position before, and that's the <laughs> argument. People slayed him for not being able to pick a pass together. Not being a central midfielder he wasn't he's not a central midfielder he's a defensive minded player who'd been asked by Steve Evans to step up and play at League 2 level in a defensive role and then to go and play him as an out and out central midfielder when he's not a central midfielder was the downfall I think we as well we expect too much of to be
4: quite honest with some of the players we've got I'm. I'm not asking for the thirty or
3: forty-yard <laughs> ping to Danny <laughs> Rose <Rewis> or Lee <laughs> Angle. I'm just asking for a, just a a side foot to left or right to Ando or uh, Alex Macdonald or or knock it back to Pierce. You know that's what I mean by intelligent, not
1: being good enough with the ball. I can see your point, but I think for for me, it's the way he's been conditioned. He's an, he's trained all his life as a central defender. Yeah. And unless you're a ball playing defender at the back end of your career, and you've got that little bit of nouse about you, mm. you are not a passing defender. You're a get rid, no nonsense tackler, it, mm. and that's that's why I think he lacks but that. And it's, it's the game time. Just come back and do you know you. what else it is as well? <laughs> do you know what it, it's not going? Well, not going to come back to you because that's why you've got your front, especially in the the. We'll come onto this in a minute wow. as well in the three four one two formation that we played Tuesday. It's not going to come back to you because it's your front two's job to hold the ball up and then bring your midfielders into play and then start your counter-attacking play and compact the midfield. Now, for me, I think what we lack and which is where Digby's downfall has been, is that player who will sit alongside him, Alan Maguire, Alan Murray, to put their arm around him and coach him through the game. He's a rabbit in the headlights because he's got nobody supporting him. It's like you know when you do those stand you Then know why play him there
3: then? Because we've making, got no other
1: option. making it we've got Mellis <laughs> But Mellis is not it is more got, he favours a more No. I mean Butcher he drops deep sometimes as well, he gets more involved. Uh, if somebody in his position um, comes in, Jan, we won't see him again. I send I would send him out on loan, needs game time. I agree he needs game time, but this is I think what's gonna save Paul Digby's season now. That's a comment by Shelley by the way on um, Family thing this isn't Jesus. it. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Joe, absolutely. I am wicked being ganged up on players. It's poor. Um, what I think we'll say Paul Digby is he came in Tuesday night, played right side center back, a position he's used to playing and for me was probably one of the best players on the pitch. And I'll tell you for why because he won his headers, he won his challenges and when Hayden White went on a, went on his stupid, ridiculous, I'm gonna go missing for twenty minute runs down the right hand side and he just buggered off to get a pie. Who was there to cover <laughs> but Paul Digby it's who was there to cover other than Paul Digby and he played that well and he didn't look out of place. I will say
3: this, and because he's a Mansell player, you know, and I'm a massive Mansell fan, I do hope that, you know, he is a strong player when it you know, in in the end, I do hope he proves me wrong.
1: oh yeah and and the family (laughs) (laughs) family affair Um,
3: and um, you know he proves us all wrong and you know kind of gives us the V sign sort of thing and makes us you know realise you know (coughs) playing in the right position is decent if you play him in the right position any player you play them in the right position and you know what they're going to be decent
1: that's where I'm going to stop arguing with you because you've just said it there it's about finding the right position for a player Evans, he brought him in and he asked him to play that defensive midfield role Mm. and then he couldn't play that defensive midfield role because he changed the system. Mm. Then tried to play him in another position. He's dropped back into his more natural position now and I think if we keep this system for the next three, four games and and try and build on it, we'll come on to that in in a minute as well, I think he will start to shine a little bit more and I think hopefully you will see that He's got the talent and the ability, which is why we're so highly rated.
3: And I'll be the first one to hold my hands up and
2: say, on camera, Digby had a good game. And we
1: will be talking
2: about... I last thing, is that down to, not only down to Digby, but also down to the rest of the team as well? We've had a lot of yeah. mismatch games playing... Fair enough, Paul Anderson's played right back before, but he's not played often right back. He's been more of a right wing, left wing. Is it just... We've... Not really found us, like we keep saying, not found us best 11 if we not find the best position for our, mm. for our players. And I think not only does that come across with a digby situation, I think that comes across with a lot of the players as well, trying to play... Um, Here's the prime example for you,
1: just going on the Barnet game. McDonald played off the front two, looked lost. He worked, yeah. I'm not slagging McDonald off before is, is, any of you start, because is, well, I've already had this on Twitter. Um, I think he's a terrific talent he's an absolute workhorse if an an out anybody was though. going to take that Jamie Maguire role and be Mr Mansfield talent it's McDonald and he is an out and out winger and that's the point he was trying to play off the shoulder of the front too and he ran across the pitch and did it well but he needs to be played in his, posi- his best position to-, to get the best out of him Definitely. Paul's just said it in the comments as well agree guys got to play the-, the team in their best role and position to get the best from them and I think do you know what we are missing a little bit it's two or three players in those positions which once they come in will make that 3-4-1-2 that 3-5-2 depending on your preference mm. uh, really really click those names Byron Potter definitely and yeah, ma- yeah. And maybe Mel- maybe Mellis as well because Mellis is in, again he looks lost when he plays central midfield box to box but as does Butcher but they're both attacking players they like if you look at him Alfreton, prime example when he scored that goal and the runs is has gone on when he just sits in that space off the front two just off the shoulder of the front two it mm. causes havoc because he's that type of player it's that freedom it's that role yeah. isn't it yeah. where you want to be yeah. right then uh, keep your comments uh, coming in let's uh, move on to a, a different topic we've obviously spoken about Digby no doubt we'll, we'll bring that up later in the in the uh, <laughs> year uh, as well big question we've sort of skirted around the subject of it just a one word answer from you really we played 3-4-1-2-3-5-2, depending on your preference, at Barnet. It improved us because we came together. We played some good counter-attacking football. And at the end of the day, as I wrote in my blog on the, um, on the Wednesday, it was a point, and it was a point in the right direction. A point was better than a defeat, which we needed to stop. Mm-hmm. We stopped the rot of defeats, and that's the, the positive. or right, we didn't see the game out, whatever, but it was a point yeah. regardless. Do we stay... In three, four, one, two, three, five, two. depending on your preference. Um, tomorrow uh, at Newport, and keep going with that. Or tomorrow? in my opinion, not tomorrow, Saturday. Not uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, I'm wish- to
2: Newport tomorrow. If you I'm wishing the week,
1: wishing the week away already. Uh, or do we go back to a four, four, two? And in my opinion, take two steps back, one step forward, two steps back, three, three at the back, four at the
2: back. What, what are you going with? I'd probably say same formation as barnet but change the players if possible tell you when i change hayden white Go
1: yeah but anyway uh, that's another argument uh, mark yeah well i know i mean it's a new team still
4: new formation so i think it's just about finding the right formation so yeah i don't see why not simon
3: yeah if it's working why like mark said earlier why you know why change it i mean as we said um if we are winning, then we can always revert back to four four two and have that extra man at back.
1: Exactly. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? And uh, we'll just read Ma- Michael's comment and I'll come on to that What you come on the back of that. Uh, Michael says, it's all well and good uh, when we get up to a certain point. I feel the final pass doesn't work. Uh, we shoot when we should pass or try to do a fancy pass when we try and have a shot and goal. Me and my brother felt the strikers were, uh, were too close and not getting support from the team uh, when we were behind. Now, that is a, a good point indeed. And I think... Personnel will, will will count for a lot of that when you've got the likes of Joel Bymer and Alfie Potter back in there as well, but also big big bugbear for me, and no doubt I'll get shot down for this as well. Hayden White goes on some stupid runs. <laughs> He's playing as a, a, a right fullback, right wing back. Yeah. All right, it's, it's because you are playing in the fullback position, you've got to try and get forward and try and get the team moving. But down the right hand side, Hayden. There's no need to try and run. It's like it's almost like he's got a GPS tracker on. He's trying to draw a picture. You've Mm -hmm. seen that. Have you seen the um, uh, funny news item this week where a bloke uh, took his his girlfriend on a run, spelled out "Marry me" on on the GPS tracker? I think he's trying to do something like that. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It just does it, and that leaves us exposed, and that's where we get caught a little bit. For me, I think what we've got there is we've got a bit more of an experience heading in Paul Anderson. who can play that wing role but
2: also if you've got the likes of Byron to come back in the central role McDonald Would you say that that's possibly the reason that we conceded the second goal on Saturday against Swindon Hayden White trying to push out gets drawn out by the attackers misses the tackle they get passed they square it across Mm. they flick it into the back at net all spans from Hayden White not getting a challenge in where he should be just because he's getting dragged out too far wide which is opening gaps up and I think the the defence is trying to cover for that but I don't think they can all the time because obviously on Saturday they were just piling players into the box when they were and they just yeah. couldn't deal with it yeah. and I think it's just leaving too many gaps at the back from where players are being dragged out of positions and I think if you're going to just stand off slightly fair enough you might be losing 3-4 yards um, but it's better than being dragged out of position and having three four yards behind you where you can play a pass through and prime example they did it Saturday yeah. and we conceded so. I think sometimes
3: we don't work as a unit in the defence we don't push out as a unit and we don't come back as a unit like for example Aidan White goes on you know one of his 20 minute mazy runs as you put it Craig <laughs> <laughs> He might get back for the second half, but you know we we don't push out quick enough, and we don't come back <coughs> quick enough. And, and I think you made the point there that like Aiden White missed that tackle because he were out of position. Mm.
1: Good uh, time to bring in the comment, which has been made by Paul on our Facebook page as well. Uh, he says, "Do you think we are playing too much route one, guys? Now we are, and uh, for me, this is another thing that I want to come onto with this system." There's a difference between playing Route 1 and playing directional football. Anyone know what it is? Anyone want
2: to take a gamble? Well, route 1's just hoofing it upfield and hoping for the best, like Aww. just going back to conference winning days in the first two seasons of the Football League, whereas you more you direct football would play to an actual position. Now, targeted. that now that is it. And with this 3-4-1-2,
1: we talk about Digby, I'm not going to go with Dan's false fire again, but <laughs> the, there's three centre-backs in a 3-4-1-2 formation. The job is... Not to try and bring the ball down and start playing from the back because that's when you, you start losing the ball yeah. and you talk about missed tackles. And it's plain and simply, ball comes in, long long, and directional it goes. And then, this is where we're missing a certain player. Maybe an angle, maybe actually someone to bring in. A reed-type target, I know we say that tongue-in-cheek because yeah. of his size, but mm. it is in that formation, bang it up to the front man, brings it down, holds it up. Defenders are going to try and, and and come close to him and they might even double up on him. That is when you've got to hold up, man. He knocks it to your midfield and then you back three, then push up and it becomes a five yeah. and you compact the midfield and then your midfielders start playing. And that's the difference for me between route one and direction. And this is direction and that's how we
2: count. And I think we were trying to play 4-4-2 four, four, but playing, trying to play direction as well. And I think that's where we, a lot of the time we were just tripping ourselves up. We were trying to play some nice football but we end up just losing the ball and then we're left with gaps where players have pushed forward and that's the thing when you're playing
1: route one football as, as you call it as well you are hoofing up and you're not you're not going for a certain aim you're just playing to just get rid of. Getting rid of it. you're just playing hot potato yeah. and straight away it, it, Colchester's a prime example of this as well it's bang straight back down your throats we were going route one and it was getting pumped back down by two six foot six centre halves. Whereas if we'd have played directional, we'd have drew players out wide to hold it up and bring players into play and start playing football. Yeah. And that's what we need. And I think maybe, I know he didn't have the greatest of games against Swindon, he's probably going to find it tough to get back in the side. But I think that's where Jimmy Spencer might actually come in a little bit because he's got that a little bit more height and he can actually play football. I was actually relatively impressed with him for, for probably 40 minutes of the game. It's just because he wasn't, mm. it just wasn't, players weren't playing off him. I think,
2: you know, he might actually come in in, in that system. Mm. Yeah, interesting. I think it's just a lot of the time it's trial and error at this time of season. You try, this is the time of the year that you need to be getting your formation and your tactics, your best eleven nailed down, pretty much. Fair yeah. enough. It's because you need to have the players. That because obviously it's busy Christmas period coming up. A lot of games in November as well. A hell of a lot of games in December. A couple of tricky ones thrown in there. For for example, sure in the FA Cup that could throw an upset. You never know. I think it's this time of year that you need your players that are wanted to stake a claim need to make the point now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think if they can, then great. If they can't, then there's changes that we can make that can make the team stronger against certain opposition, mm-hmm. and then you can change it back for certain opposition that might suit the other team play exactly the same way so you just cancel each other out
1: we have got the absolute quality within our squad when we play football yeah. my mouth starts watering a little bit and I'm thinking Christ we can go on and do something here but we've not done it because we've been in that rigid 4-4-2 we've got to be a little bit more flexible we've got to, for me I think we've got to stick with this three for a little bit get those partnerships going get your Byrams back in there get your Potters players who can play across the midfield get that bit more creativity in there and then feed Danny Rose, feed Kane Hemmings, feed Leandro when he comes off the bench. You're going to get your goals. Let's go to some of the Facebook comments uh, as well. Uh, is this one another one of your mob, Carl? My cousin is a Lincoln How fan. many of you are there are oh, there out
3: there? This is just uh, oh. This is just,
1: just turning to the Mercer
3: show. Don't listen to our call he's a Lincoln fan. <laughs> uh,
1: Lincoln are the masters of the direct game. Yes, you're missing Matt Reed for sure, but you can't have him back. Uh, interesting one that, because obviously Matt Reed, we get we used to get slated a lot, didn't he? Yeah, it he he was did, very articulate. He could play it on the floor, and he was he's a real handful to play for, and. Uh, I think Shelley's sort of in response not playing with Matt, with uh, Reed, with Green and that's probably going to be a mistake for Lincoln but that's the past so we shall, shall yes. move while we've got
2: better <laughs> it's, it's, it's a similar sort of thing that we need though. someone that can hold the ball up that is, is, what Reed that is hoof ball long ball we play direction exactly yeah. You look at the Lincoln game they were just resulting to hoof ball all the time fair enough we were doing it in the last 10 minutes but that's because we were trying to hold on for his win and we were just getting it hmm. as far as we could can so. butcher just exactly, yeah. trying to stand. Exactly, uh, Paul says on there as well. Uh, on Saturday, though,
1: Craig, a lot of it was kicking hope. Uh, Rose struggled against their centre backs. I'm not denying that because on Saturday you're absolutely spot on, Paul. Mm. But yeah. my reference in terms of the description between hoof ball and directional ball was to do with the three four one two at Barnet. And I think sa-
2: Saturday we just lost our heads. We didn't know yeah. what to do. Think oh yeah, was, yeah, completely. was wrong. Much yeah. As well. yeah, we just resorted to what every footballer knows, and that's just hit it Sunday Sunday league panic yeah Yeah. it's literally we were just panicking not not to kind of carry
3: it on but do you think that like McDonald and the wingers get sucked into the central midfield role a little bit where they should be out wide
1: easily because that's we keep sort of the the aim is always Danny Rose and you try to run off him and make your run but Mm. We've got to get. We've got to get out of that. I think, and if we can get the ball and we can get it up to the halfway line from the three centre backs and start playing it, that's when your says that's when your Butchers can actually start showing what they're made of. because yeah. that's what yeah. their game is. And
3: I mean, the, the goal we scored was a simple goal, really. It went down the wing, Alex Macdonald into box, Danny Rose, yeah. bang, yeah, we got one. Yeah. You know,
2: it's easy. Well. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we say it's easy, but it's like we just it, the, we make everything so hard for ourselves.
3: Yeah, w- why don't we take shots from outside area? Why why don't we why don't we ping one from <laughs> 20, affairs, 20, 25 yards? Basics, <laughs> it, really?
2: I think for the yeah. Colchester game, we tried to do that for the first ten minutes. Yeah, and it didn't work, so we just resorted to trying to walk, it in. panicking. Yeah, that's what we're up I doing. Know, and I think it's, just, you know yeah. if it if it goes in it goes in if it goes over
3: it goes over at, at least, least we've had, had yeah. a go exactly. and that
1: is what we all want isn't it we just want yeah. Mansfield Town's players to get off the backsides and just sow some bottle and have a go yeah, sure. yeah that's know, what
4: it is enough passion and belief. Yeah. that's what they need to have you know to be successful and I
3: think that's what we lacked see, on if, Saturday yeah I massively. If, if I were a player and I were 25 yards out I'd have a ping uh, even if it meant getting yeah, out hammering off of Steve Evans for it, you know. And, you know you like, I'm sorry, I'm Gaffney. sorry, but at least it's a go
1: Exactly, and that, and that then rubs off on the other players and it encourages them. Tuesday at Barnet, we'll finish. We'll finish on, on on that discussion for now by tying that up. I'll say we were improved from what we were Saturday, and there are signs in there that we can keep improving if we continue with it. Hmm. A point gives us a little bit more of an instilled confidence in the dressing room as something to build upon the fact that we conceded in the last 10 minutes again is very frustrating it's going to come across like I'm slating Steve Evans here but it's not but I do pin the blame on him and Rainer. they should have seen the years that they've had in management they should have seen that we were tired and regardless of the fact that it was working for us they should have recognised tired legs and changed it bringing two subs on after they've scored a goal yeah Ridiculous, And to be honest, it nearly lost us the game. And if we'd have lost, I would be absolutely sitting here ripping into them now. But it's a point. It's a new start. We go to a different country on Saturday. Have you got your passports ready? <laughs> uh, and, and hopefully we'll come back with, with three bags of cold and really kickstart uh, our season. Uh, final question, point from Michael. We're going to talk about this now. Um, that's... Um, let's have a quick look at this uh, would an FA Cup run help the team progressing this season uh, and what do you think the game uh, what do you think about the game being on television would it let's, let's go with that let's go across the panel start with with yourself Simon uh, FA Cup run help or hinder uh,
3: I, I think it could help to be honest in a way instil some confidence in the team get some goals against Shore Lane you know, get a team back at Field Millet's second round and, you know, hopefully kick on to the third round and get a big name and get the crowds in and, you know, just show, just show, you know, what the the people of Mansfield of what Mansfield time can do if that's we ne- got like a big
1: yeah that's not but the, let's not me, get carried sure away
3: let's let's get past Shaw
1: yeah I mean let's that's, that's not, that's not yeah. underestimate them I mean obviously Barrow were in poor form but uh, one win in ten or something and obviously Shaw Lane beat them cost Mickey Moore his job former Stags assistant yeah. twice of course but uh Banana skin Big banana skin What about that point About being on, on, on TV yeah. Looking forward to it yeah, Nice I mean, to see Back on the box
4: Yeah It's been a while has not it We've well, also been In the cup run as well It gives you A welcome distraction Gives players chances a stake for the first team So can only benefit The club really I mean it's been a while Since i have had a cup run And you see the money It brings
1: And being on TV Well you know A lot of people will see it And see what we're all about Now um whilst we're on the subject of cup runs of course next couple of games coming up Saturday Newport uh, away cracking start from them up in 6th place at the moment really flying got, yeah. a, got a nice little side there yeah. uh, key players Patrick Ademond uh, Frank Newbell, and obviously Mickey Dimitri as well all key players that can hurt you but
4: yeah.
1: following that it will obviously be a tough game for us but following that obviously we go to Notts County on Tuesday in the checker trade a competition Steve Evansley he op- openly admits he cares little for um but, if we don't get a positive result at Newport, and by positive result I mean bloody win, yeah. um, if we go to Knox County and don't show effort and, and don't, for me, get a, don't, for me, get a win over our rivals, yeah. that's going to put that pressure back yeah. on, isn't well, that's, it? That's
4: the frustrating thing about it. You don't want to hear that from your manager. You want to be hearing, you want to be trying every game. I mean, it's like if you lose a game, if you give it your all, you can accept that as a fan. That's what you want them to be and You want to be going to win a
1: game. It, regardless if it's, if it's a small cup game, you want to win it. The players we've got, you know... I mean I don't want to go into my full rant about it because I, I do every time and, and people just shake their editor. but for, for me it's a good opportunity to progress the money in, yeah. the, the revenue you get from the checker trade this year is vastly improved yeah. once again and for a club like Mansfield if you get to say you know you get past the group stages and play two or three games like we did last year the revenue from that that's a striker in January without Radford dipping his hand in his pocket yeah does Evans need to be thinking about that and thinking about the bigger picture he can't turn around and say well we've got a small squad we've got the
2: squad big enough to do it (laughs) so bloody go for (laughs) it it's not only is it um, money in his pocket but you look at the Shaw game the Notts County game the chances for players that might not have had enough game time in the league you can try different things if we get knocked out of the Trophy by playing a different squad fair enough we've tried something new if it's not worked, we can change it for the league. If you try something against Shore Lane and you mess up, then it's right in front of the nation, and you're the laughing stock for a week. But it's also one way you got to think: players that do need game time need to get the game time, because otherwise they won't get a chance. For so someone like Paul Digby, not had much of a chance after going out of the squad. Um, not even on the bench half at time just sat in stands like a Carlisle just sat right down in front of the stand with the rest of the fans mm. I think it's them sort of players that do need to get the game time and I think the cup games are a perfect example where players can get their game time and can get the, the confidence back
1: Before we look at predictions then last question to, to all three of you is what do you want this time next week when we're sitting here looking ahead to the Exeter game having played Newport away and gone to Notts County. What do you want? What do you want to to have happened, Mark? What about you? What 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 are your hopes? What do you want to happen? Well, happened? I went to
4: Newport for a start, definitely. We need to get back to winning ways, I think. Really, like I say, this is a time. Okay, I know it's still early, least in the season, but you want to be kicking on
1: now
4: Simon. Yeah, yeah. I, you
3: got to you got to go with a positive mind and like of uh, three points at Newport, um, Notts County. Uh, it's nice to win over your local rivals. But, yeah, I agree with you. You know, it's just if you get our kick on, it's a striker in January. But, you know, the bigger picture's promotion.
1: Let me put it to you in a different way, then. Say, and I hope this, to God this doesn't happen. Say we go to Newport okay. Saturday. They're in a the top six side. They've got players to hurt us. Yeah. We give it a go, but we lose 2-1. Okay. We've lost a game again that's our third defeat
3: in four games then I would go to Notts County and tell the team and, and be like get the team up and say you need to win it just to you know get the confidence but I know that's like being a bit hypocritical but you know we we need to we need to start getting back to winning ways like Mark says to be honest and there's no we no better place than going abroad to Newport
0: and <laughs> trying to <laughs> get three <laughs> points <Costa down> Newport.
1: <laughs> three points from Wales are all, uh, is all good fun uh, Cam finally uh, to, <coughs> to you then obviously what do you want from the next two games it's clear what I want I just want us to win both yeah um, I want two wins as well And I think regardless of the competition it, a win is
2: yeah. a win it breeds confidence doesn't it exactly and you look no, uh, I don't need to ask you anymore. more then do I that's it you exactly okay? but it's, you look at the checker trade terrific games we took a lot of our players that we did need game time Uh, last season and we got quite far in the competition you've got to say we were pretty unlucky against Wickham, it was a horrible night as usual but it gave a chance for the players to get a run out that needed it and I think a lot of the players that did need the run out last season then did come back into the side and became real impact players for the team and I think if we can do that again this season like um, Digby for example or someone like Xander Diamond who's been pretty that is positioned by. Side line injury, Murphy. isn't it? As well, it's a bit of both, really. Say Pierce has played well, Murphy's played well, but the injury's kept him out as well. Exactly, mm. and I think it's these games that need to get the players up to fitness and give them the game time. So I wouldn't mind a draw. A, a, extra time win it knocks county, but I prefer penalties straight to penalties group game remember so it's yeah. a draw
1: after 90 minutes penalties for, for a prove a point that can win on point. penalties <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Uh, on that note then let's finish off with, with very brief um, predictions uh, let's start with Newport Cam. 2-1 stags Mark 2-0 stags 1-0 Two, Bang. okay. Uh, abroad, going abroad, difficult place to go to Newport. Uh, tough team to break down and beat. But if Mansfield start well and grab that goal and get that bit of confidence, yeah. I see us maybe sneaking it three-one. Notts County, check a trade trophy. Three-one uh, stags. one 0 stags.
3: One-all with stags winning on
1: penalties. The wheel has fallen off the wheelbarrow at Notts County in recent weeks. Ever yeah. since we beat them, they'll want revenge. We've not been in great form since we beat them either. Nope. We need to restart our season again. And regardless of what happens at Newport, and regardless of what Steve Evans' thoughts on the competition are, it's a local derby regardless of whether it's a yeah. friendly check-or-trade game or just a kickabout in the park. Yeah. Let's get a win at Notts County. Don't care what the scoreline is. 6-7, 7-6, 10-9. Who cares? Let's just go to Meadow Lane. And make sure that wheelbarrow falls off once again. Right then, let's round. Digby Beatrix. Yeah, Digby yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'll be straight up confused, my friend, if that happens. I'll buy you a Digby shirt and oh, make you wear God, it. Oh, God, no. <laughs> so good fun. Uh, right then, let's finish up on uh, the connection question for this week. I asked you earlier on during our title winning season in the conference. Newport proved our bogey side doing the double over us but who was the Newport keeper and what is his now connection uh, between the two clubs let's start with you Cam do you know do you know who it is and what the connection is
2: that's a no I, I, really? I've got I've got a name but I don't know whether it'd be anybody else I've got a feeling I know who it is but Nick?
0: Lenny,
1: Lenny Pidgeley ok Mark Lenny Pidgeley yeah Lenny Pidgley. and the connection you want to go for the
2: connection he was the Newport goalkeeper and he also played for us
1: yeah, yeah. But there's, there's, a, there's a bit more connection I don't th- know than that any other than that ok uh, the full answer I was looking for obviously Lenny, Lenny Pidgeley is the correct answer and he joined Stags on loan from no? Newport Newport, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> the connection was he was loaned to Stags from Newport so there uh, is the connection <laughs> finally Paul says 1-1 one, one on Saturday uh, Uh, 2-1 at County. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for getting your comments in uh, tonight. Uh, This is the Matters for Matters podcast, of course, with you every single Thursday evening on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash uh, MTFC Matters live on Facebook every Thursday uh, from 6.30. Now, over the coming weeks, we've got some decisions to make over the future of Nathan Edge on this panel Clearly the cocktails and the sunshine he's rubbing it in I think and I don't know about you boys it all all hinge on whether he brings us back some gifts (laughs) or not are are we we, yeah I'm in agree with that it's all all about uh, all about the gifts isn't it Mark, for next time you go away, take note. Yeah. Uh, Simon, <laughs> hat trick completed uh, for you. Nathan away again next week. Are you going to come back and join us again? In fact, you you might not be able to though, might you? Because you t- you, t- you turning sixty, is that right?
3: Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I feel it.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, I'll be, fired. I'll be here. I'll be here on your birthday. On my birthday, I'll I- be here just to prove a point to
4: Digby
1: Oh, and do you know what? Just before you said that, I was thinking I might get you a cake, but there you go. <laughs> a birthday cake from the Mental Matters podcast. Uh, just that I've cut out, of, you, should never, you should never ask a lady her age, but you can ask a bloke. So, how old will you be on this, this birthday? I'm just thinking about the amount of candles and the fire assessment that I might have to do. <laughs> 21. No, what? You wish. How old will he be? I'll you don't know, Dion. Do He's getting married to your I'm sister and yeah. you don't know. <laughs> 38. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether to trust him on no, that thir- I'm 38. we we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just we'll get you. I will be 38. Cake. We'll get you a nice. And what's your favourite cake? Have you got a cake preference? No. Do you like a bit of Victoria Sponge or are you a chocolate fan if you have to choose between the two? The chocolate. Two? You're a chocolate yeah, fan. Yeah Mark? Cake's cake, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Um, Shelly says, I can take our Simon's place. Yeah, maybe, you know, if he stops... No. If he stops no. staggering with Digby... The one know.
3: person you do not want on this panel is my sister.
1: Well, what have we learned from tonight's <laughs> podcast? And we've learned that Nathan enjoys a good cocktail. We've learned that once Mark goes away on holiday, he doesn't care about the rest of us. we've learned that no matter what, Simon's family will follow him wherever he goes, whether it be Lincoln, whether it be his sister, and one day he might agree on the poor Digby thing if you want to keep your, get- you will uh, if you want to get your comments in throughout the week you can let us uh, get involved on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Matters. tweet us at McFC Matters. And log on to nchfmatters.co.uk uh, for the blogs from me, from Mark. Can did write one once, but I didn't publish it. But he will write one. I'm waiting for him to yeah. send one again so I can publish it. And you never know, Simon might try his hand at writing. You never know. <laughs> blogs are plenty on there. Join us same time next week, six thirty on Facebook.com/nchfmatters for the Mansfield Matters podcast, episode thirteen live. This is the only show on the internet, on your radios, on your mugs. dedicated to Mansfield Town FC. Probably. Probably. This is the show for (laughs) the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield Matters. Good night. See you next week.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Adobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call eight seven seven three five one zero three zero zero. 351 300 See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by
3: fans.